Welcome to Focus on Success with Fazia Costi. Our program is designed to help you with executive function challenges. Our guest experts offer perspective, experience, and ideas to improve different aspects of your life. Now, here is your host, Fazia Costi. Hello. Um, hope everyone's having a wonderful Wednesday. I have a fantastic woman by the name of Joanna, and you can correct me if I say your last name wrong, Chiadi. Um, she is a absolutely wonderful woman who's agreed to come and chat with us today. So thank you for uh, joining us today. And she does like to be called Jojo by her friends. So can I call you Jojo? Yes, you can. All right, Jojo. <laughs> welcome to the show. Um, Jojo is the... Um, she's the owner and stylist at Jojo's Believe It or Not Salon. And so one of the reasons I really wanted to interview a hairstylist on my show is because you don't just work with any clientele, you work with very special clientele. And so I, I want you to tell me a little bit about, um, well, tell me a little bit about you. Let's start off with who, who are you? Who is Jojo. I want to thank you for having me, for one. Of course. Um, and, and you did pretty well with the last name. It's it's Chietai, and it took me about three months to get it, so don't worry about it. <laughs> um, uh, you can do it better if you don't look at it. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, I have gone by JoJo pretty much my whole life. Um, I am a mom to two beautiful girls. One is 19 and one is three. Wow. Yep. So it's my whoopsie baby, but I adore her. And, and that's kind of what happened. I mean, I've been a hairdresser for 15 years. And wow. so four, five years ago, when I ended up with child, I decided maybe, maybe I go work with kids, get back in the swing of it. And so I went and I worked at it at a kid's shop for three years. Um, and that's where I found my people. Um, they had uh, special needs appointments and I, they would be like 15 minutes instead of the seven minutes that they give you at a shop. Mm-hmm. And it's not a lot of time to be able to get through it. So uh, when the pandemic happened and everybody's like, you know, opening up businesses and I figured, you know, I did not want to be a business owner because I don't know how. I uh, I thought, well, if it fails, I can just blame it on COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so you went outside your comfort zone because of COVID. Yeah. That's a positive. It's not too many positives that came from COVID. So that's wonderful. Um, talk to me a little bit about what your philosophy is with um, haircuts, working with special needs. You, you said you've been doing this for 14 years and you you are the owner now of jojo's believe it or not salon where, where is the salon located first of all i am in chandler off of okay. Pecos and mcqueen okay so it's, it's inside and some people have, are aware but some people aren't and when they have when it says like salon boutique and it looks like a bigger building that's normally like you go inside and then that's a whole bunch of different businesses so they have i think like 30 or 40 different shops in there Okay. Um, the sad part of that is when I was trying to locate to this one, because the first one I was at was just a starter 
I didn't think that it, like, just to see if it would last. I called, like, about 20, 20 different places here in town, mm-hmm. all over the valley to try to find someone that would rent to me. And with me being honest and telling them, that, like, I do sensory sensitive haircuts and, and uh, autistic kid haircuts. And they would say, oh, that's fine. And then they'd hang up the phone. And then they'd call me back and say, oh, we, it's already full. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, tell me a little bit about, so so you've started the salon. Tell me a little bit about your actual journey. You, 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 how did you actually get where you are? Like you found this wonderful location. Um, you, you know, how, how do you find your clients? How do they find you? Yeah. Okay. So I started, um, I had zero clients. And um, and I rented it at a different location, and uh, I I was very old school, but in the middle of a pandemic, it was difficult. So uh, yeah, I pounded the pavement. I walked so up doors, like business to business. I called different places, uh, like Arizona Autism. I made up a flyer, and I just anybody that would let me come into the office masked up. Um, and I would just talk to them, you know, and say that like, this is my goal and this is what I want. And I'm just trying to get the word out. And, and I, that's what I did. And then I get one and then they'd go back to the Facebook groups and they'd start recommending me. And I get a lot from Facebook groups, from different autism Facebook groups and like look a squirrel. And Okay. So you work specifically with autism is that the only clientele that you have tell me who you serve i serve anyone um anyone and and everyone um but and when people will ask me you know can you do anybody's hair i can do anybody's hair what i'm saying is is if your child or you yourself have things that dead like you don't want to wear a cape you don't have to if you need to take a break we can do that. If like, I will do anything to make a person feel more comfortable. I have people who have uh, just PTSD. And so I I can control the sounds in my room. So we're not going to have just the blow dryers going off. Like you hear at different salons. Um, I have, I have people who are transitioning um, and becoming their true selves and they don't want to you know, be seen while, while being so honest and like open and, and, and doing different things. And, uh, and then I do have, yes, a lot of sensory sensitivity individuals and, and what, I mean, yes, I can do anybody's hair, but if, if you or your person is going to bite or kick or punch or what I'm willing to take it. <laughs> I tell people like, it's okay here, you know? Okay. So your philosophy is basically you'll just do whatever it takes and make your client feel as comfortable as possible. But that's, that's really nice. Um, what motivates you to do what you do? I mean, not everyone's willing to do what you do. So tell me what motivates you. You know what? I'm going to be real, real, like honest with you this morning. Okay. Thank um, you. I come from 
I come from a past. I have a, a pretty deep past and a lot of trauma in my life. And what I saw happening and what is basically status quo, and I don't blame anyone, parents, whatever, for this, is holding a child down and, uh, and getting it done. And it's, it's traumatic. And um, I speak You're, you're to, talking about holding somebody down like in a chair to cut their hair? To cut their hair. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, and I'm talking not like, I'm not talking like a hug in a safe way. I'm talking about like literally Res- arms being held down and uh, restrained. And restrained as they're screaming and the hair is just falling off and, and call it gaslighting. But when, when you tell them like, no, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. No, it doesn't hurt you, but it does hurt them. Um, they're a lot of my clients, their sensory is so heightened that it can feel like a tattoo when that hair falls on them. And so if you're being held down and tattooed, you can imagine that that's like, that's not a good feeling. Um, so well, I, I personally have never had a tattoo, but uh, I, I do know from others who've had them that they can be painful. So I can understand that analogy. And I think a lot of people can, can relate to that analogy. So that's, that's a really good way of explaining what it might feel like to have that hair fall on you and say that it hurts. So are these kids that maybe are not wearing the cape? Yeah, they can't wear the cape because they don't like the restriction on the neck. Okay. So then the hair falls on their skin and then they don't like the feeling. Okay. So that get itchy and then they need breaks. So then they walk around. So then we get more itchy. So it's kind of a catch 22 the whole time. Like we're. So how do you handle a situation like that? I have, um, as soon as you get in, we get comfortable. Um, but I hand out towels. I'll go through because I won't use the blow dryer for obvious sensory reasons, um, which is what you do at like any other salon. You just blow dry them off. And don't get me wrong. I do have a couple that like they're sensory seekers. So they want the blow dryer. Every person is, is just so unique and different. But I, uh, I, I keep a towel underneath my arm at all times. And I will do like a swish with the clipper and then I wipe. And anytime I see hair, I wipe and the parents are sitting there. They, they get towels too. If we have respite there or have there, they get towels. Um, it's an all of us situation. Um, mm-hmm. And I just do everything that I can to make sure that it's not harming them. I'm a very big empath. So I do everything is kind of by my feelings and how I feel that they are feeling because so many of my clients also uh, don't speak. Okay. So you work with also nonverbal clients. Okay. Um, who usually brings these clients into the appointment? Is it a, is it respite? Is it a parent? Is it a, you know, who, who, who normally brings their child in? I'd say for the most part, it's mostly parents, but on occasion we have parents with an ABA provider or just the ABA or respite, um, hab worker with the mom. So do you find that the, um, the old way of doing things of restraining a child to cut their hair is kind of outdated. And so maybe you're retraining people to be a little bit more compassionate, a little bit more 
maybe patient and, and really give this child their space and allow them to maybe go through a haircut with less trauma almost. Yes. The goal is my goal is less, less trauma. It might take more time to get us there. And sometimes we don't finish and that's, you know, um, but I'll, I'll come to their house the next day or we can do it the next day or we can whatever. But when they hit that point where we're, we're just going to go too far. And, uh, if, if anybody, like, if they're listening and you have special needs kids and you have autistic, you know that that can sit with them for weeks. Sure. Can literally change your whole next month because we powered through for five minutes for a haircut. It's, it's just not worth it. Mm-hmm. It really am in a belief that we need to meet people where they are at. Yeah, no, I, I love your philosophy. I think that's a really nice way of looking at it. Earlier, we talked about your um, philosophy of meeting people where they're at. We talked about, you know, um, just kind of, you know, not traumatizing kids. And you also talked a little bit about your personal trauma. How did your personal trauma lead you to doing what you do? I mean, was it, you know, did you not, I mean, I, I don't know what brought you here. Do you mind sharing a little bit more about that? Yeah. Um, I mean, so I've always, always just meshed with children. Um, but the personal trauma is more of the so that like I can stand there and uh, and I can take it. So you can help, you can relate to them better. Is that what you're just, saying? I relate to it. I understand it. And I, I don't want it ever to be inflicted upon anyone again um I just feel like we're in 2022 and we can do better we really I like that you you've you've dealt with trauma on your own personal level so you understand how it feels and correct me if I'm wrong but I think that's the direction you're going with this is because you understand how it feels you you are being compassionate and trying to avoid that trauma on these little ones these younger people yes okay and also with people who've had other trauma uh, PTSD related. Okay. Um, so that, that's really awesome. I'm, I'm glad to have, uh, somebody so compassionate and, and wonderful on the show. So, uh, if, if you do have a child who has special needs or you're an adult who has special needs and you'd like to go see Jojo, you know, um, Jojo, what is, what is your phone number? Can people just call you and make an appointment? You can call me or you can go to the website, uh, get me through Facebook, um, my number is 480-242-8080. And the website is JoJo's Believe It or Not, and that's K-N-O-T, salon.com. Yeah, I like your, your play on words. That's really cute. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think this is awesome. So if you're listening to this and you feel like um, you need a more compassionate way of dealing with haircuts because it truly, it's a necessity. We all need a haircut every now and again, but it does not have to be a traumatic experience. And, you know, somebody who works with kids who have autism or other sensory issues, um, I, I like the fact that you deal with this in a very compassionate way and that you're not furthering that trauma because you're right. They do sit there and think about it as, as 
as would anybody who's been traumatized. You think about it and you wonder why or how this happened or whatever it is that goes through their minds. So to avoid that extra trauma, I think is a really wonderful um, way to deal with the, with things. So thank you for sharing that. Um, so what is your favorite part of your job? Can you share some wonderful stories um, of, of clients you've worked on? And you don't have to share their names, just, just maybe some stories, um, maybe a little bit about some autistic kids, maybe a, a favorite story of someone who's, tra- you know, a transitional or something like that. Um, I have one story and it starts out kind of rough. Um, he, uh, this young man, he's five, six, and his mom comes in and she's a teacher. And, and uh, I say this because it shows that she's got some patience. Um, and he's, he's verbal and he's just as smart as a whip. And he doesn't like the sound of the clippers and he doesn't like this and he doesn't like that. And he's very much about getting his own way. Um, and about a year ago, it got real rough. And, uh, and he, he hit his mom. He hit her hard. Uh, hit her head into the door. Oh, no. And it, was, and it triggered some stuff from my past. And I was in the corner covering my face. It was a scene. It was very much a scene. Oh, he did this in your shop? In my shop. Oh, wow. During the, because, I mean, we were on the floor at this point trying to play. And, and then he just said, I don't want to do it. And he, and he hit her head onto the door. And, uh, and I couldn't handle it. And I, I went and stood in the corner. And I was shaking. She's obviously shaken, shook. And, and it was just a mess. And I went and I talked to a friend about it and I even talked to my psychiatrist about it. And they said, uh, you know, maybe I should not have him come back because it was so triggering. And uh, I said, no, like I believe in him and I believe in his mama. So we did it more and more. And she got on board with coming more frequently. And, and I'm, I'm sorry, I get emotional. A um, couple weeks ago, he came in and he got a clipper cut. Oh, um, wow. We did scissor cuts for this whole year. And uh, he didn't sit in the chair. Um, and he, ha- he, he leaned like forward on the chair while he had the phone. With the, he likes to watch trains. And I got the whole haircut done. Maybe 20 minutes. Wow. That's impressive considering... You didn't even sit, you didn't even have him sit in the chair before. So that's awesome. So you, you definitely take your time to help them get comfortable. And this took how long? A year, you said? Mm-hmm. A year. Wow. Okay. So you're, you're definitely invested. <laughs> I, I think that says a lot. That's, you're definitely invested in helping these kids. So, um, I mean, a year investment and helping one child become comfortable enough just to get a haircut, I think is, is impressive. Um, do you have any other wonderful stories you can share with us? I'd, I'd love to hear more stories. Um, I mean, they're all so good. I love the kids so much. Um, I have a, I have a young girl who's eight, seven or eight now and she has Rett syndrome. And if you don't know about Rett syndrome, please look it up um, and, and donate 
because we need more research. Um, it is a debilitating syndrome and she is nonverbal and she's the reason that I keep the chair and my salon that had the buckle because I, I don't often um, use the buckle because I'm not into restraining. Um, but she cannot sit on her own. She'll slide out. And Okay. So that's what the buckle's for is to help keep somebody in the chair. Yeah. Okay. That makes like sense. To, like a seatbelt. <laughs> yes. It's just a seatbelt type thing. Yeah. Like and in a car. Yeah. To be a part of. And, uh, and I always, her mom will sit there. And sometimes she cries because I don't ever speak to anyone as if they can't understand me or they don't know. I mean, I just assume sure. it's at all times. So when they sit in my chair and, and I speak to her and, and she'll smile and, and, uh, and I show her the mirror when we're all done. I'm like, what do you think, Georgia? What do you think? You know, and we, we do the whole deal and I've become fairly close with, with her whole family. I know her grandma and her cousins and they all come to me now. And last time that she was in, her mom was having a hard time. Um, and so her mom sat in the one chair and I got to sit in my other chair and I just, just held Georgia in my arms. And uh, I said to her mom, I was rubbing her leg and I said, she's growing and it's hurting. And mm-hmm. her mom's like, she has been like different at night. And I'm like, yeah, and I could feel it. Yeah. She's. I just go all off of vibes and I said, she's growing and it hurts. That's what's going on. And that's why she's not sleeping. And that's why everything. And uh, her mom was just so, you know, and then I will, I t- sat with her mom for a minute and I told her that, you know, you are a strong, powerful woman. You are meant to be here. You are meant to be Georgia's mama. And, uh, and I know that these days are hard, but don't well, that I don't see you. Yeah, it sounds like you get very attached to the families and you work with not just the one client, but the entire family and you're very supportive to all of them. That's that's wonderful. Um, yeah, no, I, I love the stories that you, you tell. Um, it's very clear to me anyway, and I'm sure it is to others, that you very you care very deeply. And, and that's a wonderful trait to have, especially when you're working with kids who have special needs so that you can have the patience to work with them because they clearly do need that patience. Um, what, what are some of the other things that you would consider favorite parts of your job other than just connecting with the families and, and just being there supporting them? One child, I went out to his house and the first time and he didn't want anything to do with me. Um, and we were in the backyard. And so um, I told them, they said, well, he really likes water. I said, well, turn on the hose. So they turned on the hose and then he chased me around with the hose. Um, and we're talking like all his backyard and into this little play area up and down the slide. Thing. And, and I just would snip a little bit each time. And buy and get me with the hose, and then I would snip some hair. <laughs> so you were running with hair. scissors <laughs> <laughs> and snip some hair, and, and we did that until we could see his eyes again. 
Um, and when the when the haircuts come out like that, I call them wonky cuts. These aren't these are not. This is not haircuts for style. This is haircuts to be able to see your child, just to get the hair off the ears, and you know. And now he comes in and uh, and and he will sit. He sits with mom, but he's not he's not sitting alone yet. But I just I was soaking wet from head to toe. Oh, I bet. I bet. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah, no, it has, it, it has some charm to it. I mean, there's something about that that made him, you know, relaxed and you were able to still get him the haircut that he needed. So, it, you know, it, it's functional. It's, it's definitely yeah. gets him where he needs to be. So that, that's awesome. That's, that's really awesome. Um, so we have about four minutes before we take break. I'd love to, t- if you could tell maybe one more story um, and then uh, we'll close it out and then we'll go to break in a few minutes. Um, I think that one of the funnest things that I do uh, kind of happens after they leave. Um, and I, depending on the client, I mean, some of them you know, can come in and sit down. It's not a problem. Some of them I make notes um, in their files so that I know what we need to not do next time and what was a trigger and things like that. And then I will send out a video of, of clipper sounds. And I send out a video of myself. And because I'm kind of like in this, uh, like heightened thing after it's done and I get so into it, these videos, and I play them back later. I'm like, Oh my God, like, I sound like blippy or something. So I'm like, Hey, it's me. It's Jojo. And you did the best job today. And next time you come in, we're going to play with your hair. And, and I just like, it's so funny. And the parents love it. And they, I tell them like, put it on loop, you know, so yeah. they can be comfortable. I don't do it with just me talking because the kids would never come and look at the phone. Um, <laughs> so I asked like, what show do they like most? And then we put that song on in the background. So it's a kind of a, a, a little bit of a tease, but <laughs> yeah, no, you definitely go all out for your clients. And, and I appreciate that. I think it's really cute. Uh, we have about two minutes left. Um, let's go ahead and give your contact information out again, just uh, for anyone who um, needs uh, a haircut that has some sensory sensitivities, uh, go ahead and give Jojo a call. And Jojo, please give your number out again. And that number is 480-242-8080. And, that is and your email? The email, we're still, well, I'll give the new one. It's jojo at jojo's, believe it or not, salon.com. And not is spelled? K N O T J O S and believe B E L I E B E and then O R and then K N O T salon S A O O N dot com. Thank you. And I do want to mention I can do any services now. I'm doing color, I'm doing waxing ish. It's not like soy wax, so it's not as harsh. Perfect. Um, and I can do them at different times and you can come in through the back door. You don't even have to walk through past anyone. Perfect. Well, you know what? I, I really appreciate you coming on to the show today and talking about this because it's definitely a need. Uh, we'll be back um, in another minute uh, after these messages and we'll talk more to you, Jojo, um, about 
your uh, your lovely services. If you're looking to contact me, Fazia, uh, you can go to my website, executivefunctioncoachaz.com. On that website, you can find uh, a place where you can subscribe to the um, magazine, Executive Function Magazine. You can also look at my YouTube channel and you can um, go on to the radio show through the website. If you would like, you can contact me for a free consultation. Um, At the very bottom of the page, there is a place where you can email me. So we'll be back after these messages. Thank you. If you are struggling with organization, time management, or other executive functions, Fazia Costi is ready to put you on the path to success. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Fazia works with in-person clients at her Phoenix, Arizona office or with clients anywhere across the country remotely. Mention that you heard this ad from the Focus on Success radio show and receive a free initial consultation with Fazia, plus $50 off an intake evaluation, a $300 value. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com or call 480-648-1122. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Focus on Success. To reach Fazia Costi or her guest on the live show, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Fazia at executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Now, back to Focus on Success. Hi, welcome back. Um, so today we are talking to Joanna Chaitai, and that's uh, spelled C-E-T-A-J. And did I pronounce that correct, Jojo? Chia Thai. Chia Thai. See, I, I knew I didn't do it right. <laughs> you got it the second time. Okay. I, I tried. Um, that's okay. We'll, we'll move on. <laughs> so thank you so much for being on the show today. I, I really appreciate you talking about your personal journey. I taught, you know, uh, during the first half of the show, we talked about some things that motivated you to do what you do. We talked about uh, what type of business you have, and what you do differently. And that that's really kind of the most important thing is what you do differently than other individuals who cut hair. And I really appreciate the patience and the, the compassion that you have for your clients, regardless of what their needs are, you try to meet them where they're at. And, and I think that's a really, um, that's a really important thing. And, and I think that that's a lesson to be learned for a lot of people. I think 
trying to kind of force people to fit into a box they don't fit into um, can be traumatizing for for individuals. And I, I really appreciate the fact that you just, you really try to diffuse that and try to meet people where they're at, whether they're five or 45, you really definitely go out of your way um, to make people feel comfortable. So thank you for that. Um, I want to talk a little bit about what do you wish neurotypical people knew about sensory sensitivities? Um, let, let's first define what sens- what neurosensory um, sensitivities are. Can you talk a little bit about what those are? So I myself, um, in the course of all of this, have gotten a ADHD diagnosis, a, um, which has been life-changing. Um, and so I have neuro or sensory sensitivities myself, and it can be as small as someone whistling, um, can trigger me. Uh, Mm -hmm. it's if you're chewing your gum at a loud rate, um, the, the lights that we have out in public, the loud sounds, the, the carts at the grocery store, there's so many different things and each person is so unique and different on what is more heightened and sensitive to that. So somebody um, with a neuro um, uh, sensitivity or sensory issue could be sensitive to, you know, visual differences, auditory differences, or actual, you know, kinesthetic or, or, or I'm sorry, I mean, touch so you're actually uh, sensitive to touch as well all of those things and it can be all it can be not one it could be and each time it can be different when they come in and and so I begin at the very beginning like we touch the cape every time we for the first minute that I actually go towards my client without just allowing them to be in the space I will touch on their head for a moment and just, just put my hands on their head and how, allow them to feel my touch because my touch is different from their touch, from their mom's touch, from their. So they need to be able to get comfortable and ease into the fact of what this is going to feel like. Um, I personally, yes, I don't much like to be touched. Um, so I completely understand where they're coming from. And I will do it by their reactions. So I can feel like in the front, are they going to be more sensitive or is it going to be in the back? And if they push my hand away or what, and that's how I can figure what step we go to next and how do we go about it? Very big on. Uh, okay. So if they're, that. yeah. So if they're nonverbal, they might push your hands away um, or they might cover their ears if they are, if a noise is too loud. Um, and if they are okay with it, then they're just going to allow you to do what you're doing. Yes. Yes. But I always, uh, I tell them I get right, right on their level. Sometimes it's my, yeah, my knees on the floor and I say, as they hold my hands, cause I put my hands out and I tell them to feel my hands and I say, I want you to feel it, feel that I am a safe space that I'm not going to do anything to hurt you. And then I want you to know that I will never do anything to you that I don't tell you about first. 
if at any moment I make that mistake and go ahead and I forget to tell you, you get to spray me with a spray bottle. <laughs> and, that usually, <laughs> and that usually goes, ah, okay. <laughs> but it's very much about giving them control over something that they have lost control over for so long. Oh, I think you just hit the nail on the head. I mean, that's exactly what this is all about is you are allowing them to to keep that control of who touches them, how they are touched. And, and you are allowing them to have that control in that space that they might normally feel out of control. And, you know, I, I mean, as an adult, when I walk in to get my hair cut, I usually know who's cutting my hair how they, you know, are going to cut my hair because these are all things that I have control over. But a child usually has to go based on what the hairdresser or the parent wants. And, you know, they, they you're right. Most kids don't have a lot of control in their life. So when you can give that back to them, especially if they have issues where they don't like to be touched or um, they don't like loud noises. So the clippers make them very uncomfortable giving them that control back, I think is really uh, a wonderful thing. And and I think it's so um, good for your relationship, that long-term relationship building. I think that's a really good thing so that the next time they come in, they're more comfortable and you're setting them up for success for future relationships. That's exactly right. So yeah. um, my, my business has this one little like fault to it uh, because and I tell parents this, like, I'm not setting them up to, to come to me for life because I, it's not realistic. Um, I want them to feel empowered and safe to walk into any place and to right. know that they can sit down, that they know what's going to be happening. They know and they can feel in control. And well, right, because relationships, well, every experience is cumulative. So if you have a lot of good experiences, you're going to have good feelings towards somebody. That's a really good, good way to do this. Yeah, absolutely. So that they're set up to, to succeed because as I tell all of my clients, they were made perfectly. Maybe they don't speak. So maybe this, I think they're just smarter than us. Um, sometimes <laughs> words are just overrated. Um, they get everything that they need. And, uh, and they give love and, and really that's all that it's about at the end of the day. And I just, I think that they are, they were, they're all made perfectly. Yes. Some have medical issues and some, and it doesn't mean and they're not meant to be because they are. Exactly. I tell my clients, you're exactly the way you're meant to be. And because you have challenges means that you have some things to work on, but those are the things that make you stronger in, in adulthood. Those are the things that, you know, like you were talking about trauma. Well, that trauma that you had in your life at a younger age is probably one of the biggest reasons you have so much compassion for these individuals because you have gone through it. You understand how it feels. We can't always understand how something feels unless we go through it. Yes. So definitely. Yeah, absolutely. These these kids have some things that they understand that maybe you and I would not. So definitely you are offering them a place, a safe place to express that. And they're just so amazing. 
They're just so amazing. And I well, yeah. allow them to come in if they want to, if you want to come in and do a meet and greet beforehand, that's fine. If we want to do a meet and greet afterwards, I mean, my biggest, I think, hurdle is so many people have to drive for so far because mm-hmm. I have people coming from Buckeye. I have, and to Chandler, I mean, you're driving Goodyear. It's about an hour. And so at that point, the kid is already at a heightened state. Well, it sounds like this is an opportunity for you to maybe train other hairdressers to do what you do and grow that style of business, you know, um, where other people can have that, you know, have access to that same compassion that you offer, but near their home. Yes. And, and it is happening. Um, there's actually some young ladies um, that are in, one's in Texas and one's in Indiana. Um, we, have a, we have a community that we all speak that does this kind of same thing. And they're actually starting a petition to get this into the beauty schools to have, to have the new ones, new cosmetologists or hairdressers or be trained. Um, because really, why are we getting trained on, it doesn't make sense, um, on roller sets that they're obsolete, like it's very few and far between when we could be spending time on neurodiversity, which is such a huge portion of our population. And and I really wish that that was spoken about so much more, um, because it's not that it's it's such a tiny minority. It, it is a huge majority of the population that have some kind of sensory sensitivity. Mm-hmm. And, and I think as, as a society in general, we can, we can do better. Um, I'd like to tell this story. I have a kid who, uh, he hadn't had his hair cut in two years because of COVID. Oh, wow. And the last person that cut his hair doesn't live in town anymore. She, she left. So he, and that was all he knew. So he came to me and he was there with grandma and his mom. And he wouldn't sit in the chair and that's fine. And he stood there towards the door next to grandma. Well, uh, he regulates by screaming. So he was oh, screaming. Poor thing. And we are talking about hair down to the shoulders that we are taking off to like a less, less than a quarter inch. Um, and he was screaming and he, but he's not crying and he's not, he had full, he was standing. He, nobody's restraining. He's just screaming. And somebody came and knocked at my door and I was like, well, nobody does that. <laughs> and so I opened the door and I said, can I help you? And she says, yeah, well, you know, we have candy. And I said, well, that's great. We have candy. <laughs> and she says, well, I mean, like, it's kind of what? And I said, it's kind of what? He has rights. He is fully within his rights to be who he is. And this is where he's at right now. We need to have more inclusion and acceptance. And I smiled and I shut the door. Because that's it. I pay the rent. And he has rights and I have rights. And maybe if the lights weren't so bright when you walk through and maybe if the the music wasn't so loud and maybe if if we could just adjust some of these tiny little things that are only there to sell us stuff, it's really about money and not about people. 
Um, like when you go to the grocery store or go to the mall or go to, it doesn't have to be that much. And we would have less meltdowns. We would have less people being in this fight or flight moments because they're able to find some calm. And it, and it just, I feel that, that that is what is necessary and that it is possible. And we could get rid of fluorescent lights, please. Um, when we know that they're doing us no good and, and we have other options now. Um, I joined a, a committee. Chandler has a, they are beginning a diversity and inclusion committee mm-hmm. um, through the city. And you had to write out a big thing of why you would want to be a part of it. And, and I poured my heart and soul into that. And I think like 60 or 70 people entered and uh, they chose 25 and I was chosen. Oh, congrats. And I'm pretty happy about that. And um, because I think that there can be change. They're, they're just, we're, we have so much knowledge on the internet now. I mean, it's all right, sitting right there. It's not like when I was a kid and I had to walk to the library to get the encyclopedia or go on the <laughs> microfiche or, you know. Like microfiche. Do they even have those? <laughs> you know, we have it. It's right here. And, and we have history that's shown us what we've done wrong. So all we got to do is learn and do better. And inclusion should be the easiest thing for us to do. Because all you have to do is just love one another. Well, I, I think it's hard because we we learn certain things, we we develop habits, you know, and as somebody who works to help people change habits, I know that habits are difficult to change. And so not only do we have to understand something, but we have to work at changing our habits. So I think that's why some th- some things are just a little bit more difficult than than others. Um Let's talk a little bit about you again. Um, other than your business, what are some of the things that you are passionate about? What are some of the things that you do for fun? You talked about joining Chandler's um, inclusion uh, group. Uh, what else do you do? Uh, well, I raise kids. <laughs> I raise a whole bunch of kids. So I myself have the two daughters, that those the ones I gave birth to. Um, I have two nephews um, that are 23 now that I've raised. One of them still lives with me. And I have a 25-year-old niece I raised. Um, I have two other young ladies that call me mom. Um, and they, they, they were 21 and, and 24. And one of them has a little boy. And, and uh, yeah, I raise people's kids. Like. <laughs> If you wow. bring your kid to my house, I'm going to, um, I just, I relate to them uh, so well, especially like in their late teens when it's so ugly to be, uh, you're so, everything's the end of the world, you know, and I'm here as proof to show them that, that nothing is the end of the world um, because I've overcome, I've overcome a lot. Um, what I came from to who I am has been a difficult, difficult road. I dropped out of high school when I was 16. I got oh, my wow. GED that year and I thought that I was going to uh, start college and be ahead of the game. I got to college as a very naive person who did not understand that I was paying for it. And 
I was like, so somebody just left. Like, I can leave. <laughs> like, yeah, you can leave. And I was like, okay, bye. Like, not realizing that, you know. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I picked up right where my brothers had left off and uh, I became a drug user. And I did that for several years. I got myself clean. I uh, pulled myself back up. And, uh, and that's been a hard road. And I work on it constantly. Um, and I've just overcome so much. I've lost it all and got it back and lost it all and got it back. And I've done it several times. I've changed careers. I mean, I went to beauty school when I was 30. I wasn't like young. And uh, that was hard. It's like being back in high school with all the 18-year-old girls. <laughs> but, like, but here you are, you know, you're you're in a successful business. You're helping people. You're working with a very um, challenging population. You know, not everyone has uh, a student or a child that comes in their business and, and is allowed to scream nonstop until you're you're done with your work. So you are giving them that compassion that you wanted when you were younger. So that, yes. that's a really good thing. That's a really good way of saying it. Yeah. That, that like, that hit me you saying it like, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's important because, and I do think that that's one of the reasons why we go through challenges so that we can really fully understand what a situation feels like. Um, and, and I think that you did that very well. So, um, yeah. So what else do you do for fun? I like reality TV. <laughs> I'm a real big 90 day fiance. <laughs> oh, how funny. Um, I will say I myself was married to, um, he's Albanian. So we did go through that whole thing. Oh, how um, fun. I went through immigration and, and got his papers and stuff. So that stuff is very interesting to me. Other than that, I mean, I like to do calligraphy a lot. And, um, and I find that very relaxing. Very nice. Very nice. You know, so I have one last question for you. What advice would you give your 20-year-old self? So if you were 20, what would you say? What would you tell yourself? You know, I like to tell people all the time. Like I wouldn't go, I wouldn't change any of it because you don't get to, you don't get to have what you have if you change anything in the past. But I would say, give yourself some grace. Oh, I like that. Very nicely done. Very nicely said. Um, well, I, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. I know that it's, uh, it, it's a very tough population that you work with. It's a very challenging job that you have, but you clearly do it with grace and you do it very well. And you have a lot of compassion and, and clearly love your, your clients and they love you because they keep coming back. So I, I really appreciate what you offer so uh, I'd like to um, ask you once again to go ahead and give your phone number and email so that if anyone would like to contact you, um, JoJo is in Chandler, Arizona. So if you'd like to contact her, feel free to give her a call. And then JoJo, if you could give us that number again. Yep. So my number is 480-242-8080. And you can reach me at... Jojo at Jojo's Believe It or Not Salon.com. 
And uh, yeah, because this is international. I'd like to point out too, if anybody needs any tips or tricks or help or anything, I have PowerPoints. I have all kinds of stuff that I can send. Um, if you are over, I don't know, I talk to people in Africa. I talk to people in South Africa. I talk to people everywhere. And sometimes I just send them out some tricks. So if anybody needs anything at all, or you just need somebody to talk to, I'm, I'm that person. You can give me a call. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that, Jojo. I appreciate you having me. You made it so easy. Well, I'm glad it was easy. Thank you very much. Um, And if you'd like to get in touch with me, I do offer uh, free consultations. You can go to my website, executivefunctioncoachaz.com. You can register, um, uh, not register, you can subscribe (laughs) to our upcoming magazine, Executive Function Magazine. Um, It did launch January 10th. If you have not received that first issue and you'd like a copy of it, uh, feel free to send me an email and you can do that through my website at the very bottom of the website, executivefunctioncoachaz.com. There is a tab that says contact. Uh, Contact us. That email comes directly to me. So feel free to Make your request either for a free consultation or for the um, first issue of the magazine. You um, In the website, there's also another place where you can request that magazine as well. So uh, if you have tips for future shows, I'd love to hear that as well. Um, if you have any questions for any of our guests, feel free to send those to me. Once again, through the website, uh, you can communicate with me directly and we will... Um, be back next week uh, talking to Dr. Sheila Fury about the Aerosmith method. Um, and so please don't miss that. It's a pretty phenomenal uh, program on uh, neurodiversity as well. So um, Jojo, it's been such a pleasure and thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to focus on success. Please join your host, Fazia Costi, for another program next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again, have a great week.